Thank goodness God's people are standing tall. Hurricane Ian is being called by many the worst disaster in American history. Yet I'm encouraged as the stories begin to emerge of how God's people are making a difference in Florida. So many people facing an uncertain aftermath. They started last week with caution, but then the mighty storm turned east, saving Tampa Bay, but barreling through more south. Yesterday, the President of the United States with his wife traveled to Puerto Rico to witness the devastation and offer aid following the earlier storm Fiona. Then they were on to Florida to see what happened after Ian. Christians are taking in the stranded, homeless families as floodwaters finally began to recede. Churches are holding drives for food and supplies, taking special offerings. One by one, believers are finding ways to make a difference in the name of Jesus. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on Tuesday, and we're in a series called Comfort in the Storm. In a moment, we're going to hear from people in Florida, a Baptist deacon, in the hardest-hit area on the Gulf Coast, a morning show team from a Christian radio station on the east side of the state. We're going to hear more about Hurricane Ian hitting the southwest and central Florida last week, and also Cuba. But right now, I want us to go to Cuba, where Ian struck first. I asked our in-country producer, Jennifer Ledford, to share an update with us on how her country is doing and how the Lord has been encouraging her. Well, as many of you know, our country, among many others, was recently hit by Hurricane Ian. And after its path, people in Cuba have been recovering from casualties and damages provoked not only by the strong winds and from the hurricane, but also from a national blackout. Until this day, there are several regions in our country that still the electrical service hasn't been restored. All these bring about a growing discontent among the population. And now we are also facing several riots occurring all along the country. Even though all this can be a reason to freak out, we as Christians, our first response is to cry out to the Lord of hosts for help, for hope, and for comfort. Christians in Cuba will be praying and we are praying. This reminds me of Psalm 124, the first couple of verses, and says, If it hadn't been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it hadn't been for the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us of life when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. We are so grateful to the Lord because He has given us His Word so we can know Him and we can have eternal hope and grasp on His promises. He alone is our refuge, our shelter. He has become our only provider and our only source of all joy. We have the assurance that we have been bought by His blood and we are assured of an incorruptible inheritance stored in heaven for us. And that's the only thing, my dear brethren, that keeps Cuban Christian people moving forward. Jennifer Ledford with our Spanish service in Havana, sharing from her heart in Psalm 124. And now before we hear the music of Sovereign Grace, there is so much help 
pouring into Florida from people living in a land of plenty, especially if you're listening in Florida. Make an impact through your local church. But I'd like to ask everyone else to pray about helping where the need is really great after the hurricane last week went through western Cuba. Food is in short supply. The power grid is compromised. And the water, already bad, is compromised even more. Come to our website and help provide safe water. Water systems are installed in local churches where the need is greatest. Safe water comes with a generator. But the systems are only installed in churches that commit to sharing the living water found only in Jesus Christ. Every $50 you send provides a family of five safe drinking water for a year. An entire water system is $7,500. Call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Let us know how much you're sending for safe water and then our daily Spanish program and gospel ministry into Cuba. And now, together, let's give thanks. Once in the wilderness of our sin, we wandered lost and without hope into our desert waste. God. up and sing. We give thanks, oh God, for your steadfast love. We give thanks, oh God, for you are good. Lord, you are good. We give thanks. Through every
This is Haven Today, opening with Sovereign Grace, and we give thanks on a program called Comfort in the Storm. I'm Charles Morris. Now, let's return to the southwest side of Florida. On the line with me from McGregor Baptist Church in the Fort Myers Cape Coral area is Omar Edwards. He's a deacon in his church. Welcome, Omar, to the program. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be, to be able to join you and uh, be able to chat with you. Omar, can you share with us your experience through the storm and how hard your area was hit? Well, um, it was it was pretty significant. Um, you know, thankfully our home is pretty much intact. You know, minor cosmetic issues, but um, you know, we were hit. Uh, basically, we spent six hours on the eye wall, um, which is basically six hours with the strongest winds. You know, between 120 and 150 miles per hour, and so. Um, you know, a lot of what you see on the TV is accurate, but um, normally what we see on TV, the news is, you know, they oversell it, but here they're underselling it. We have, you know, we're, 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 we've been decimated where not just the trendy areas or the vacation areas, but we've lost a couple of fishing and boating towns. We have, um, you know, four different island cities that are, are pretty much completely destroyed, all businesses, all the homes, um, you know, the, the two cities on, the, on an island called Pine Island. Um, Sanibel on Cactiva, we have folks that are still stranded. Um, and I, I would say about half the county has been affected um, pretty significantly. We have half of Cape Coral, our largest city in the county, um, is you know still without power for the most part. And some of them will be without power for over, you know, for, for more than a month um, due to the fact that the electrical infrastructure was was pretty damaged. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I went to Sandy in New York, and this 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 to me was was, was worse. It was pretty bad. Omar, I've already mentioned you're a deacon in your church. How is your congregation dealing with the aftermath of Ian, and how are you helping your greater community in the name of Jesus? Well, um, so regards to the church, the church has, um, so we have a few organizations that we're working with. You know, we, we have our own disaster ministry. Um, we also have uh, the Texas Baptist um, Convention has come in, and they're, uh, you know, their their team has come and, and kind of uh, set up in our church. Um, so we're helping the community that way in every way possible. We have, you know, construction teams out there. We have food, um, supplies, resources. Um, but, you know, there's also the, you know, that's on the grand scale, right, helping the larger masses. But there's also the individuals, you know, getting to people's homes, you know, helping them individually, getting, you know, opening the homes to, you know, for showers, for laundry, um, opening individuals, you know, helping individual families. So, Basically, family of five, and um, they have two autistic children. There's three children, but two of them are autistic. Um, and so they, they, they are in, or they were living in Fort Myers Beach. And basically, all that's left of their home is the roof. Uh, during a hurricane, um, their home got swept out into into the Gulf. 
um, from underneath. And so all that's there is their, is their roof. And, um, you know, they spent a couple of days on the island trying to, um, you know, just trying to get, get their stuff and you know, whatever was left and they couldn't, um, you know, so, so they've been here for a couple, they were here for a couple of days, um, you know, and, and they lost everything. They lost, you know, that was their home. They lost their job that was out there on Fort Myers Beach, their, 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 their family business. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's been very difficult, you know, and, and some of the, some of the support, um, uh, from, you know, the government support team and that sort of thing, you know, they're behind understandably so with the amount of people, um, you know, that are needing services and that are needing support. Um, so, you know, we opened, we opened our home to them, um, so that they would have some place to stay until, you know, they were able to make some arrangements. Um, they're traveling up now to, 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 to visit family in Virginia until they can, you know, they can get settled, um, cause they have, they have more space for them, but it's, it's a tough situation. It is a, it is a tough situation, but you know, God is, God is providing in, in different ways. And, um, you know, with different, with the people he's using folks to be his hands and feet. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of sad stories, but we're seeing a lot of, a lot of healing going on in, in, in how the, you know, particularly the, the church is, is working with each other and also working with the community. Thank you so much, my brother in Christ, Omar. All right, well, thanks, Charles, and uh, you know, thank you for having us and, and uh, um, you know, continue to pray for, um, for us or the churches out here that, that are, that are opening their doors, even though, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling themselves and they may have had a lot of loss, but they're, they're, they're putting other people first. So please just, you know, uh, keep listening to prayers. And if, you know, and, and if, and if there's, you know, something that can be donated as far as services and supplies, there are a lot of organizations out there that will accept those. So thank you. Now let's move on to the other side of Florida, the Atlantic side. And on the line with me is Eric and Bridget. They're the morning show hosts of Moody Radio South Florida. Guys, your area didn't see much damage. And what are you thinking and feeling right now? Hey, Charles, thanks for uh, letting us join you. It is really been kind of strange for us. I was taking a walk with my daughter uh, last night, and she was just mentioning how gorgeous the night is as we were walking around the block. And then she said, and it's strange because there's so much going on on the other side of the state. It's just been really weird um, because our weather, you know, after the storm pushed through, it's been really nice. But we know that on the other side of the state, they're dealing with so many hard problems right now. Yeah, they really are, Charles. And I think that's why hopefully we're not dealing with Survivor's Guild. But I know our friends really are thankful and grateful that we dodge the worst of Hurricane Ian, of course. But we're also mindful of those who are still suffering its impact. So I think on our side of the state, really our hearts and our minds are just with how can we help? What can we do? And we're beginning to see that kind of mobilization happen between churches and organizations and ministries. I know we've already reached out to a couple of them and people seem to be really responding on how they can help and what they can do. Bridget, do you mind praying for those west of you there in Florida and also central Florida hit hard by the storm? God, even in the midst of so much tragedy, we trust that you are sovereign, Lord. And we don't always understand your sovereignty and when we are going through suffering and how those things work together, knowing that you are still our loving Heavenly Father. But Lord, I pray that it is your presence that the people affected by Hurricane Ian will feel today, whether it's in Cuba, whether it's in Southwest Florida, whether it's in the Carolinas or Georgia. God, I pray that it is your presence that they would sense in the midst of picking up their lives, 
trying to pick up debris, I pray that your presence would be with them, whether it is through a fellow believer who shares a comforting word, shares a cup of cold water, or a bag of groceries. I pray that even through this tragedy, that you would allow not only your presence, but your gospel message to reach hearts that are far from you and those who feel distant from you today. Lord, I pray that you would comfort them with the comfort that only you can provide. And I pray that your people, the church, would rise up and be your hands and feet at this time. Lord, may we continue to pray and may we continue to look for ways and opportunities to reach out to them, those who are really suffering at this time. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Eric and Bridget, they're heard every morning on Moody Radio South Florida. This is Haven Today in a program called Comfort in the Storm. Well, today I want us to go out to sea. I want us to travel in the book of Psalms. I want us to listen in to a prayer for deliverance from sailors caught in a mighty storm. And before we read this prayer in Psalm 107, 23 and 24, let me read the first couple of verses of the psalm because it shows the theme of this song of praise to the Lord. Starting at verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. I love that line, don't you? Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I was living in Florida as a journalist years ago before I was married. And the Lord delivered me from my rebellious wanderings when I was a wandering Jonah, a prodigal. Now, many of you have a story of God's hand of protection and deliverance, even through this storm of Ian. Surviving the storm because of your Savior's love. That's a story that gives glory to the Lord. And here in Psalm 107, we hear several stories of deliverance. Stories of redemption from the hand of the foe. Redemption from wandering in a desert from sitting in chains, even from foolish rebellion. But like I said a moment ago, I want us to go out to sea. Let me share verses 23 through 32, and we'll look at how this prayer points all of us to our hope as we survive and pass through storms. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. But then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of elders. What strikes me about this description of the storm is how relevant it is today. It paints a picture for us, a picture that we can connect with on such a deep level. High waves up to heaven that crash down on top of us, our courage melting in the face of the storm reeling with no sure footing and at our wit's end. That describes all our struggles, doesn't it? That describes our fears, whether in a real live storm or just the storms of everyday life in this fallen world. Storms that are not 
out of God's control. And we see that so clearly in Psalm 107. There are two lines in these verses that we should remember every day. It's the right place to turn in trouble, to survive, to find our deliverance. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. That's the cry of redemption, redemption from sin and redemption from suffering. I so appreciate how this psalm clearly shows how our only help comes from the Lord. He makes the storm whisper. He even hushes the waves, and he guides them to a haven. We could even say he gives them a haven of rest. And what does all this lead the sailors to do? It leads to praise, and not just in private, but in the assembly, the psalm tells us. The rescuing love of the Savior leads us to proclaim his redemption for all to hear, to proclaim his love far and wide for his love for his wonderful care for us. I trust that even in the midst of physical storms and in the spiritual storms that we face, we can proclaim redemption and find our rescue in Jesus together. When you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested scheme and you feel the urge Submit to earthly fears Don't let the faith you're standing in Seem to disappear himself we're children of the king so lift up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won we know that jesus christ is risen so the work's already They drop power 
That is a song from 1979, The Imperials. And praise the Lord on Haven Today in a program called Comfort in the Storm. Over these past few days, I've been urging Christians in Florida to pray about how you can help, especially through your local church. God will show you ways to help. And for the rest of us, I'd like to suggest you help following the storms passing through Cuba. Safe water is hard to come by. I'll be there next week. I know firsthand the need to fill my water bottle each day from a safe water system. We're raising funds for safe water systems through local churches. Each evangelical Bible-believing church becomes a hub for clean water to drink, but also to share living water in Jesus. Every $50 you send provides water to drink for a family of five for a year. $7,500 provides an entire water system with a standby generator. Just call us right now and tell us how much you're sending for safe water. And then how much you'd like to send to our Spanish program, El Fado, sharing the gospel of Jesus every day across the entire island nation. Our number to call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or make your gift and send help by visiting haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Once upon a time, we all know the fairy tale beginning, but sometimes things don't go well in such a story. There's always some sort of problem to overcome. The book of Ruth makes the problem clear from the start. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The days of the judges were a time of compromise and sin, Israel disobeying God, and this family abandoned the promised land. They left their inheritance in the rearview mirror, but the Lord kept his promises, and through their sinful choices, he brought Ruth into his kingdom. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.